0: Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I am so excited about today's episode because it came from you, my listeners. I, every once in a while, ask on Instagram what people want covered next on the life coach in your pocket podcast and the most recent vote was could I please do an episode on tips for happiness living a happier life both long term and then the short instant happy how do we become instantly more happy so today's episode is nine tips for happiness and it's going to be a shorter episode so buckle up here we go the very first tip I have for you for living a happier life tip number one surround yourself with happy friends negativity is like a virus and sometimes we don't even notice until we've been in a friendship for a very long time that you know what? Whenever I hang out with this person, we kind of go down this negativity vortex and we get sucked into venting and complaining. And the next thing I know, it's been four hours later and we're griping. It's like a gripe session. I don't know if you've ever had a friendship like that, but I have had friendships like that before. And I'm just as, I don't know if the word is guilty, but I take responsibility for the fact that I have participated In friendships like this. So, the first thing is if you know that this person. And you are not genuinely negative people, yet for some reason you're on this pattern where every time you get together it turns into a vent session. But you know there's so much more to this other person, and there's so much more to you, and there's so much more to the friendship than just constantly venting. There are things you can do to shift actually this this pattern, and it's called a pattern interrupt. And you can use these pattern interrupts with different friendships where you know they're genuinely great people. They're just for whatever reason you guys are stuck in a loop where it becomes event session and then that negativity, it's like slime, right? It's like hard to get off. So then you you feel kind of negative for a day or two afterwards. It's like a negativity hangover. Like, "Ah, I just can't seem to get my groove back. So here's what you can do if you're currently in a relationship where it's negative, The first thing you can do is let this other person know that you've had awareness around this and just say, you know what? I kind of realized something and I want to own my part here. 100% take responsibility for the fact that whenever we hang out, I like to vent and complain and gripe. And I just realized that there's so much more to you and there's so much more to life and there's so much more to our friendship than venting and complaining and griping. So I just wanted you to know that I'm looking to change our dynamic and maybe we can talk about like the positive things in our life that are going really well today. Now, here's the thing about this. I'm not saying that you never get to vent again with your friends, and I definitely don't want your friends to think that they can never be real or honest or open up or vent to you either. What you can do is you can teach them cause and effect, which I did an episode about cause and effect. So you can go back and re-listen to that episode where I teach the difference between being kind of trapped in negativity and, and living there versus visiting it for a minute. So you can set a time limit together as friends for how long you're going to be in effect together. For example, I might now go out with some friends and we start being negative and I'm like, you know what, I just need to be in effect for like 10 minutes. I just need to be in effect for 15 minutes and then I need you to cut me off and then I'm done complaining and we're going to move on to happier stuff. Putting a time limit on your effect is really beneficial to your friendships because then instead of being in effect ongoing forever every time you get together for the allotted um, amount of time that you have with this person you're now saying I'm gonna vent for 10 minutes then you're gonna vent for 10 minutes and then we're going to change the subject and we're going to be happy and we're going to be grateful that's one option you have with different friends in your life where you're like I really want to keep this person I just want to change up our dynamic Teach them cause and effect. Let them know that you've had awareness around your pattern. You have to own it. You have to take responsibility and say, I'm showing up in negativity and I would like to change that. Because you can't force people to change. Yet if you own your part, then you're hoping that they want to meet you where you're at now currently, which is a change. If, however you're in a relationship or a friendship with somebody who is just constantly negative and they're not on board for putting a time limit on the negativity, or maybe they are yet it just doesn't work out and there's no way around it, every time you hang out with this person, you're extremely negative, they're extremely negative, and they put you in a weird place mentally, then it might be time to step away from that friendship. I'm not saying you have to do anything crazy and cancel that person out of your life, What you can do, though, is have a little bit healthier boundaries with this person and just hang out with them less while you go and pursue happier friends. Because who you surround yourself with is who you are. And if you are around people that are happy, that practice gratitude, that practice gratefulness and joy and thankfulness, then you're going to be more grateful and more joyful and more thankful too. So tip number one, surround yourself with happy friends. Tip number two, you deserve to have a clear focus in life. Now, this focus in life allows our unconscious mind something to grapple onto. So this helps us with happiness, believe it or not. When we don't have a clear outcome, when we don't have a clear goal, we kind of feel as humans, this is just human nature, we kind of feel lost. We feel floundering a little bit. And then we start to doubt ourselves and who we are. It's just kind of human nature. Our unconscious mind is constantly looking for something to focus on. Give me something to do, right? We're really just children that have grown into larger bodies. Your unconscious mind is a child. And was a child always curious about? What are we doing? What's going on? Your unconscious mind wants to know that too. So give your unconscious mind a clear focus. Now this clear focus could be a goal. For the next six months, I'm going to focus on my running and I'm going to be able to run a marathon in six months. Or this clear focus could be a mission, a vision, a bigger purpose for you. Yet, when you have a clear focus of what you're working toward, you actually will be happier. Even if you're only working toward that focus once a week, or conversely, maybe an hour every day. Yet, if your unconscious mind knows that you're making momentum, you're making progress toward a clear focus, you'll be happier. So if you feel a little distracted in life, or you feel floundering, or you feel uncertain or unclear in life, Just ask yourself, what do we want to focus on next? Even if you don't know your life's purpose or your life's mission, I just want to release the pressure. You don't need to know your life's mission statement. Unless that's really important to you and you want to sit down and figure it out this weekend, then by all means do that. Yet if you're like, I don't necessarily know my mission in life, yet a clear focus does sound appealing what should I do if I don't know my mission statement or I don't know my purpose I don't know my big mission in life then set a goal that you'd like to accomplish within the next six months I have clients set six months goals because if we set them out any further than that what happens is it feels far away it feels like we can kind of slack off right like think about it if you're like this is what I'm going to accomplish next year Well, immediately your unconscious mind is like, awesome, we don't even need to get started for like another three to four months. That's just what happens. It's just common nature. Now, I'm not saying that everyone struggles with this, yet general rule of thumb, set a goal that is six months out because six months puts just enough pressure on you, on your unconscious mind to manifest it quickly and easily and effortlessly so you can take the inspired action steps that are right in front of you. So have a clear focus. Set a six month goal. Tip number three for happiness. You're gonna love this one. Just say no. (laughs) If you are the person that says yes to everything and now you hate your schedule, I understand you so well. You're my people. You say yes to everything because in the moment it sounds fun or it sounds exciting or it sounds like an easy thing to commit to. Or maybe it doesn't even sound fun, but you don't want to say no because then this person is going to be mad at you or whatever your reason is for instantly saying yes all of the time. And now you're like, whoa, I am super busy. I'm overcommitted. I've got all these things going on in my life. And I would recommend that you scale back a little bit and ask yourself, what are the activities on your calendar, on your schedule that truly bring you joy? Those are the ones you ultimately want to keep forever. They feed your soul. The other ones, it's time to create an exit strategy. Now, an exit strategy does not mean you just cancel all of your plans, and you tell people you're no longer showing up, and then you leave a mess in everyone else's lap, that's not really ethical. That's not really an integrity for you to just quit everything immediately. However, you can start by just saying no to the next opportunity that comes along. If it's not a oh my gosh, yes, this is the best opportunity. I have been looking for this. I'm so excited about this. Then your answer is no. You have to have excitement around your yes. And if you do not, it's a no. Now, start saying no. I, You know what? I'm trying to scale back right now. I really appreciate you thinking of me right now. I cannot commit to anything extra though. That's the nicest possible way that you can start saying no to people who want you to commit to things. Now, the second thing is, as you're looking at your schedule and you're like, okay, this has got to go. This has got to go. This doesn't bring me joy anymore. Maybe there was a time in your life where it brought you a lot of joy and now you're like, it just doesn't bring me joy anymore. It's time to create an exit strategy. An exit strategy means you give your people in your life that are also committed to those things, some time to replace you. And you say, hey, this is my deadline. This is when I'll be leaving this place. I want to support you in finding my replacement. Yet right now I just need to focus on other things. And you get yourself a schedule that brings you joy. This doesn't mean you never get to help someone again. Yet let's bring it back to what brings you joy Once you're there and you're living a happier life, then you can say yes to people when you serve them from a place of free giving. There's a big difference in life in giving freely versus giving resentfully. And we want to get you back to a place where you can give freely and you can let your yes be yes and your no be no and you become excited again about serving. If you're not excited about it, Just let them know that, you know what, this isn't the right time for me. Thanks for thinking of me though. Now, tip number four is an hour of pure joy in your schedule every week. So, we're talking about your schedule, we're looking at your schedule. You want to create an hour of pure joy in your schedule. For some of you, that might be book club, for me, it is ice skating. For you, it might be golfing. It's a thing in your life that it's pure joy for you. Like Once you're there, you're doing that thing, you have ultimate flow, you have ultimate focus, and you have ultimate joy. If you've lost sight of the things that really, truly bring you joy, I want you to add an hour back in to your calendar every week of one hour of pure joy. If you're looking at your calendar and you're saying to yourself, I do not have time for an hour of pure joy in my life, then you are overcommitted, my friend. So you need to go back up to step number three and start scratching some things off of your calendar. So then you can add back an hour of pure joy in your life, whatever it is for you. It might be amateur photography. It might be yoga. Whatever it is, it's just for pure joy. Now, this brings me to tip number five, which is exercise. Exercise may not be your hour of pure joy. It's something that you can do every day or five times a week or so that's going to just move your body. I'm not saying that you have to train harder than anyone else in the world or now it's time to set a fitness goal or anything like that. Exercise is one of those things that makes you instantly happier. It releases endorphins. It releases serotonin. It helps you reduce the stress hormone of cortisol in your body. And you'll be instantly happier if you can start moving again. I don't want you to put the pressure on yourself to now set a goal or now you have to run a marathon or something like that. Unless you want to, unless you want to have a clear focus in your exercise, then you can apply tip number two, having a clear focus in your exercise. Yet exercise is tip number five. It's all by itself because even if you don't have a clear goal and you're not super excited about gaining muscle or losing fat or being able to do 100 pull-ups, the point is just to start moving your body so you can release stress and you can increase the endorphins and the serotonin in your life and then you'll be happier. I wish we could bottle up that exercise and just drink it. When you just drink it every day? You're like, I feel amazing after I work out. I'm happier. I'm more relaxed. I feel more articulate. I can focus better. All the benefits that you get from exercise – If you could bottle it up, you would take it every single day. You have the ability to take that free drug every single day in the form of exercise. So make it a point to get some movement every day, even if it's five minutes, five minutes, just commit to five minutes a day. Cause once you're in it and you're moving your body for five minutes, that five minutes, some days that five minutes is going to turn into 10. Some days that five minutes is going to turn into an hour. Some days that five minutes is just going to be five minutes. Yet the point here is consistency. I apply the same rule to my devotion time. Sometimes my devotion time is five minutes. Sometimes my devotion time is 30 minutes. Sometimes my devotion time is an hour or two hours. The point is that I'm committed to doing five minutes a day. And sometimes I'm inspired to stay longer than that. Yet it's the consistency that leads me to those super deep, super long devotional times. Okay, tip Number six is work on your growth mindset. Now, this is for long-term happiness. Some of these tips are for instant gratification, like exercise is going to make you instantly happier. An hour of pure joy is going to make you instantly happier every week. And a growth mindset is something that is going to support you long-term for long-term happiness. What do I mean by a growth mindset? I mean, when you're in the thick of it, when you are in the pit, the deep, dark hours of life and you are like, why is this happening to me? Well, in those moments, your growth mindset is going to support you in knowing that there is something on the other side for you, that you are going to grow through this, that this pain or this fire that you're going through is going to make you stronger. Working on your growth mindset allows you to see the possibility of the lessons in life. So when you are in the deep, dark pit and you do not understand the why, you allow yourself the possibility that there is a why. That you just don't see the why. You just don't understand the why. You're not able to have hindsight yet. Yet hindsight is coming. That's what I mean by growth mindset. When you can sit in a pit and say, My lesson is on the way and my blessing is on the way. You have curated a growth mindset. So how can you work on your growth mindset before you're in the pit? Well, the number one thing that I want you to do is have a personal development routine. A personal development routine looks like listening to a a podcast like this every day or Every week, yet you have it in your schedule to work on your mindset, whether that be through personal growth books, podcasts, YouTube channels. You're going to find leaders that really inspire you to think happier and healthier thoughts. I'm not suggesting that you will never have a negative thought again. Yet when you practice personal development, what happens is you're sharpening your mind so that when you're in the pit, you remember. You can look back on the lessons that you learned in personal development and say, Oh, yeah. This is the moment in life that is making me stronger. This is the moment in life that is calling me forward. This is going to be my next story. This is going to be my next message, and I'm committed to the process of growth. So, in the tip of a growth mindset, have a personal development plan. What is your consistency plan for personal growth? Are you reading personal development books? listening to podcasts, you have a favorite YouTube channel that supports you in thinking healthier thoughts. Which brings me to tip number seven, growth friends. Growth friends might be different than happy friends. Happy friends are people that consistently pour into you and make you feel happy. They're those people that you have fun with. You love having fun with these happy friends. Now, my happy friends are not necessarily the same as my growth friends. Growth friends support you in growing. These are the friends that maybe they're not your best friends on the planet, yet they're better than you at certain things and you know it. Okay, let me bring it down into real life. What do I mean by they're better than you? I don't actually mean that they have more value than you do. I just mean they're better at certain things than you are. I work out with people who are better at working out than me. I have two gyms that I go to, and at both gyms, I am the weakest link. And I love being the weakest link because I know those are my growth friends. I'm hanging around with those people that are better than me at the gym. I'm going to become stronger. They're going to show me things I don't know how to do. They're going to support me in growing at the gym. Now apply this to any area of your life. Who are your growth friends? These do not have to be your happy friends or the people that you hang out with, the people that you go to coffee with, the people that you go get a cocktail with. These are the people that push you. They're your pusher friends and you know it. Get yourself a community of growth friends. Get yourself a group of fit friends, for example. Get yourself a group of Intelligent, smart friends who know more than you do, even at your craft. Some of my closest friends are better at coaching than I am, or they have different strengths in coaching than I do. I have learned a lot from hanging out with my community of other coaches. They ask different questions of their clients than I ask. And it's important for me to be around that and ask them, Why did you ask that question? And get their answer. Because when I hang around with people who are excellent at their craft, I become better. So tip number seven was get yourself a group of growth friends. Tip number eight, you've heard it before and I'm reminding you. It is to practice gratitude. Gratitude is so interesting because you cannot hold a negative thought and be grateful at the same time. You can't do it. It's kind of crazy to think about. I want you to try it right now. Like Practice gratitude right now in this moment. Something you're grateful for. For example, I'm alive today. I can move my body. I have oxygen in my lungs and I'm breathing in and out. The sun is shining. I'm grateful for my family, for my friends, for my dog. Now, try to think those things that you're grateful about. And also complain about them at the same time. I love my family. They're so annoying. It's almost comical, right? You just start laughing. You're like, I can't. You can't practice gratitude and be upset at the same time. It isn't possible. That's what's so interesting to me about gratitude it's impossible to be grateful and upset at the same time. So when you practice gratitude, you are literally training your brain to look for the positives in life. Now we've talked about before how you don't want to ignore the negatives in your life, yet practicing gratitude sets you up so when you're in the pit, you can sing a hallelujah song and mean it from the depths of your soul. If you are prepared. And how do you prepare for something like that? You practice gratitude every single day. So get yourself a journal and a pen and remember to do your gratitude. You've heard it before. Are you implementing it? Because when you implement it, watch your life change. All right, tip number nine, something to look forward to. Do you have something to look forward to? Now, for me, Something to look forward to typically involves travel. I absolutely love traveling. I love Disney World. I love Disneyland. Now, in the past year, I've had to put those traveling dreams on hold, right, because we've had a worldwide pandemic, so I haven't been able to book travel plans yet. Let me take this back to the theory of something to look forward to, and then we can apply it in other ways besides travel. When you have something to look forward to, remember we talked about in tip number two, a clear focus. When we give ourselves something on our timeline that's in the future that we're looking forward to, we become excited. We're like little kids again. We get excited about that upcoming trip. We get excited about that upcoming play that we're in. We get excited about these things that are in our future. And when we're excited, guess what we have? more gratitude and more joy so get yourself something you can look forward to in the next three to six months even if you're not traveling right now because of the pandemic what is something that you can do that you have on your calendar that you can work towards every day or look forward to every day there is something real. You know that feeling when you come home from vacation and you're like, "Oh man, I've got the post-vacation blues." That's real. Okay? We've all experienced it. It's because that thing that you've been looking forward to for so long is now over. So what you do, you know, you gr- you can grieve that. You can be sad for a day. And then the next day, you give yourself something new to look forward to. What am I going to do next? What do I want to do next? Where do I want to go next? Or what plan do I want in my future that's going to support me to have something fun to look forward to? So that was nine tips for happiness. Tip number one, surround yourself with happy friends. Tip number two, have a clear focus your unconscious mind can focus on. Tip number three, just say no unless it's an absolutely exciting yes. Tip number four, have an hour of pure joy on your calendar. Tip number five, exercise daily. Tip number six, have a growth mindset. Tip number seven, surround yourself with growth friends. Tip number eight, practice gratitude. And tip number nine, have something to look forward to. Thank you so much for joining me today for nine tips to happiness. If you found this episode supportive, comment below. Like, let me know what your favorite tip was in the review section below. Just go down, scroll down, give me you're honest maybe you have a five-star review for me or a four-star review for me and let me know what was your favorite tip of the day And again, I've been saying this the last few episodes, if you're listening to this on your phone and you take a screenshot and you post it to your Instagram stories and tag me, coach underscore Rachel underscore Bailey, then you can enter the raffle that I'm doing at the end of April. I am raffling off some cool prizes. I'm raffling off an Amazon gift card, a session with me and a ticket to my next upcoming class. All right, as always, life is a journey. You're in the driver's seat, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach In Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, Or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at CoachRachelBailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.